When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. And what's up? Welcome in Monday episode of the show. I'm Wes Mitchell. He is Chris Clark. You are on GC Live. Chris, I would say a very special episode of the show because we're going to be joined by a very special guest making his GC Live debut. I don't know if this is a good thing for him. It's a good thing for us. I know that. Um, <laughs> we've told everybody in the chat to be on their best behavior today. So Shane Beamer, South Carolina head football coach, he will be on. Obviously, it's a very busy month for him, very busy month for everybody in that football ops building. Maybe the busiest June in football recruiting history potentially, but he's going to take about 15 minutes out of his time to join us. We believe that's looking like about 2.15. So if you're if you're already in, hang out, don't leave. You got to listen to us. That's your price of admission. You got to listen to us for about 12 minutes, and then uh, we're going to have Shane Beamer on. If you throw a good question into chat, we maybe get to it. Maybe. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We are, I believe we're all set up. So We'll have Coach Shane Beamer on at around 2.15. Again, I'm Wes. He's Chris. This show is brought to you by our good friend. It's presented by Clint Hammond of the Mortgage Network, clinthammond.com. 803-771-6933 is how you can get in touch with Clint. Clint is, of course, the branch manager of the Mortgage Network right here in Columbia, South Carolina. In MLS number 71597, you have to say that every time I'm told, Hammond at mortgagenetwork.com. Again, 803-771-6933. Three, three. Chris, have we had a chance to take a breath yet, man? Not really. And uh, I, we should not complain. Uh, whatever our, you know, tiredness or uh, busyness level is, Shane Beamer times, I don't know, 100, 1,000, infinity, maybe. So uh, th- those guys, you know, just kind of going around at camp. We were out there again yesterday, Wes, covering things while also trying to cover official visit reactions and things like that. And you definitely got the sense that the staff at South Carolina, whether it's the on-field coaches, the support staff, they've been putting in a lot of hours, right, with that, with the busyness. So, uh, yeah, coming up for air just a little bit today. Been working on a lot of stuff this morning, continuing to push out content, as a lot of you have probably seen on GamecockCentral.com, just kind of wrapping up what we saw at camp yesterday. Uh, official visitors, 10 of them in this weekend. So, obviously, that was a big weekend uh, for – the Gamecock football program, and a lot of really interesting things going on. And I'm looking forward to diving in with Shane Beamer on some of the recruiting angles. Of course, we can't talk about specific guys with him, but just some of the general themes in recruiting and and what's going on with the football team as well. And, and Chris, I think we knew coming in that um, based on Shane Beamer's reputation as an assistant coach, we knew that he knew how to work at recruiting. We knew that was going to be the case. That was something putting a – personal touch from the head coach because, you know, frankly, um, 
that's not something all head coaches do. Some head coaches take more of a of a CEO role to recruiting, where it's I'm just going to let my my other you know my assistants, my staffers, everybody else on campus sort of recruit, and I'll meet with some recruits and get on the phone when I need to, maybe close it close it down with some some in home visits, but not necessarily be involved with the day to day of the recruiting process. Beamer um, has taken that sort of hands on approach to recruiting. Um, and, but I, I think the other thing we've learned, Chris, is that, that his assistant coaches are going to work at recruiting. And, uh, we, we've seen a lot of effort put into that. We've seen, I mean, the last 14 days, again, probably the busiest, maybe in program history, as far as recruiting goes, but, um, they're, they're putting in the time right now because they know, um, you know, that, that's what they're going to have to do to sort of get this thing rolling, to build some momentum. And it almost, um, it, it does feel, Chris, like some of that momentum is there. They land a commitment on Sunday afternoon. And the uh, one of one of our, our posters on, on Gamecock Central on the board, um, they, had, they had a post that said, Shane Beamer has breathed like new life into this program. And, um, you know, I, I think they're taking full advantage. Beamer has joked about the fact, hey, there hasn't been a game yet, right? Like nobody's, nobody's seen the team play yet. So – He's joked about that, but I think they've taken full advantage of this sort of um, this honeymoon stage and they've built some positive momentum and you're seeing it with a lot of really positive feedback from these kids that have taken that they've now had, I guess, 13 official visitors for the start of the Beamer era. You had 10 this weekend and three um, back Monday through Wednesday of this week. So, So you can feel a little bit of momentum building, I feel like. Yeah, you can. And, and you're right. There, there's kind of right now this this window of positivity that you do need to take full advantage of. So when it comes to the effort of the coaches and kind of setting what you want your culture to be within the within your current team, within your, you know, the guys that are already on campus, um, you know, and, and using that to project it to recruiting. We, we saw a lot of that this weekend, Wes. It was, a, it was a bigger group. So we had a chance to gather more reactions from the visitors. Check out GamecockCentral.com, of course, for a lot of those specific uh, reactions from several of the, the big time visitors that were on campus. But we heard, Hey, I talked to this guy, this particular player, and he told me these particular things about the program. We heard a lot about that. And so, yeah, you're, when you get into the season and you, especially the back half of it, for example, there's going to be adversity. There, there's going to be things that don't go right. There's going to be guys that get banged up, injured, whatever it may be losses. I mean, a a lot of different things that can happen. And so it's about, there's going to come a time where you have to punch back against that. But for now, it's about setting up your program for success. And so for recruiting specifically, you know, this is a staff, Shane Beamer is going to have to put together a staff that was going to work hard in recruiting, that was going to maybe bring some connections, bring a blend of, of some youth and experience. And I think he's done that to where they needed to open June with a bang of attracting some talent on campus. And so far, Wes, we've seen that, whether it's, like you said, the 13 official visitors, some transfers that have visited, uh, some campers that have rolled through, some unofficial visitors uh, that are also of the big-time nature. There's been tons of activity already, and you know we anticipate that continuing throughout the entire month of June, which is what was needed. Highly anticipated kind of time period right now for this program. Yeah, so as I said, Chris, uh, commitment yesterday, that was Sunday afternoon, Javante uh, McClendon, I should say, a kid out of Lake Gibson High School, Lakeland, Florida, high three-star safety, uh, 
really a, a nice offer list. Had Arkansas, Auburn, Florida, Florida State, Oklahoma, Penn State. And a, a guy, if you, if you look back, a lot of people thought he was a Florida lean back when Torian Gray was the defensive backs coach at Florida. Now, obviously, Torian Gray at South Carolina. Um, we had heard some buzz coming in that he could be getting really close to possibly a commitment. Seemed like the official visit was more maybe about just checking some boxes and making sure this was the place for him. Obviously, this is his first like real in-depth recruiting look at this program. Um, but you're seeing South Carolina get back into the state of Florida, land some kids out of there, go get some DBs. Traditionally, Florida is very rich in skill guys, defensive backs, receivers. Um, that's a good sign for them, but – I, I I like the pickup, man. What have you watched much of um, McClendon on tape? What what are your thoughts on his game and, and what South Carolina is getting as far as how he maybe fits into their scheme and what they want to do on defense? He's a guy, Wes. It looks like to me, at least, that he could end up being a true kind of safety. You know, now you watch him on film, and he's got some of the traits that you look for to to be able to play a number of positions. Like, could he play corner? He might could play corner, but to me, he looks like a guy that is going to be a safety or a nickel type because. He's an instinctual player. He has pretty good size. He can still fill out some. He's not a finished product in that regard. He's not a huge guy, but he does have solid size to where from a physical standpoint and coverage and, you know, run in the alleys and run support, he's probably going to be able to match up against different body types and different skill sets. So instinctual player, uh, talk to some people down in Florida about him that have seen him play, and they describe him as just a really solid player who's, you know, going to be in position, he may not be a super flashy player, um, but he's going to do the little things. He's going to break up some balls. He's got pretty good ball skills. He plays some receiver at, at Lake Gibson. Um, you know, he's going to be able to, to be a pretty sure tackler. He's going to be in the right place at the right time. And it, when you look at a guy, Wes, and, and one of his traits in this class is he can play safety I th- and he's got talent. I think that's a winning combination for South Carolina because – what have we said over and over on this show and on, on GamecockCentral.com? They need guys that can come in and make an impact early at DB. And specifically, when you look at safety, that's been a problem area the past few years. So I think this is a really solid pickup for, for Torian Gray, for Shane Beamer, and that Gamecock staff. And, and sort of gives them, you know, now, now they've got two guys at, at DB uh, committed. You can be, once you get a couple of guys you like committed, you can be a little more selective down the stretch, you know, as far as which guys you're, you're targeting, which guys you really want. Obviously, they they had several kids on campus at that position this weekend that were really, really good players um, at multiple positions, but but DB being one of them. And I, I think what we're so, sort of starting to see, we I think we had sort of teased to our listeners, watchers, readers, whatever, Chris, that we would start to maybe get a feel for what this class was going to look like at the maybe at the end of June or as the summer goes on, we we're starting to sort of certainly have a better feel than we had maybe two months ago. And I think we're starting to see this sort of classic, the, the way South Carolina has built to me, their most successful classes in the past have been a combination of finding the right guys in state and going head to head and trying to win some battles uh, some what I always call big boy recruiting battles. I um, you know, if we want to sort of focus on some of the guys from this weekend, you look at you know, you and I were joking about uh, C.J. Smith, a, a speedster from Florida, li- literally might be the fastest uh, football prospect in the country. I mean, yeah. he's um, 
and, and may, maybe even from a from a timing standpoint, I'm, there may be a track guy or two in the country that are faster than them, but not many, if any. So this kid comes in. You and I were joking though. He he was at Arkansas on an official visit, which by the way, they the thing there that's interesting. One that was that Step was there when he initially was being recruited by Arkansas. Two, they apparently have really nice um, track facilities there. This is a kid that wants to run track and play football at the next level. But he's at South Carolina this past weekend, had a great time, great visit, great feedback to you, Chris. That's on Gamecock Central as well. But um, then, oh, by the way, you're battling in-state Florida, which was sort of – I don't think he really had like a childhood dream school necessarily like some guys do. But the school I think he kind of pulled for growing up, Alabama – you know, defending national champ. And then I believe what the other official visits Georgia. So yeah. it's, um, so it's been this combination. We're seeing guys pick up offers in state. You look at Kylie Horton, completely under the radar. They offer him um, the kid from Irmo, the safety from Irmo. Um, you're seeing them sort of, it's both edges of the spectrum, trying to evaluate, find the under the radar kids in the state, but then like let head to head battle with some of these quote, elite programs and and you're not going to get all those guys just by by the numbers you're not chris but you have to put yourself in that conversation if you're going to have any chance uh to land them in the end yeah and and there are plenty of examples of schools uh picking up some of those kind of under the radar guys or under recruited guys but at the end of the day you do less have to largely step up to that kind of big boy recruiting like um and that will be in likelihood, if South Carolina ends up, if we look back in four or five years and say the 2022 class and the 2023 class, they were really a springboard. I think it'll probably be a combo of that. You know, I was looking through the in-state offer list today after camp. They've dispensed, what, four new offers, I would say, uh, in-state since camp began. Um, that was going to – so now you go from a very low number of in-state guys that you're probably going to get to a potentially higher number. Maybe it's five guys, maybe six somewhere around there. It could be, you know, that, that'll that evolve during the process. But you do have kind of that that give and take between a guy like C.J. Smith, a guy like Kylie Court, and a, you've got a, a Davin Jackson from Sumter versus Nick James, who's a four-star who you're battling Oregon and Ohio State and these other schools for, and he's going to take an official later this month too. So there are a bunch of those. And uh, for the Gamecocks, I think that the biggest thing is on those guys that maybe aren't your no-brainer types. And it's a little different this year because even these in-state guys, they didn't go camp anywhere last year. You know, so you kind of – and a lot of them, the season was very, very shortened. Um, so it's a little different this year. So getting those guys from your home state at camp, on campus, even more important uh, this year. But you do have to have that blend. and. They are, the good news is, for the big boy recruiting kind of aspect, is they're in on a bunch of different guys. Wes, um, I got a note that Coach Beamer is meeting with somebody, I think a prospect, and so he's going to be running about five behind. So I promise that's not a scheme to keep everybody on the show extra time, but Coach Beamer, as we have laid out, is quite busy, and that takes priority over our show and meeting with guys. We're sure that's five minutes, not five hours. Not five hours. Not five hours. Okay. We uh, he actually has popped up down there right now, Co- Coach. If you're, are you ready? You can give us a thumbs up if you are. You are okay. All right. Let's bring him in right now, making his debut here on the show. Let me get this graphic off your head, there, Coach. Um, <laughs> coach, I, I know you're busy. Maybe the busiest June in the history of South Carolina football. We appreciate you making the time. Um, 
how you doing today? How's it going? You uh, have you had a chance to breathe? <laughs> no, I haven't. Um, it's been great though. Uh, camp this morning, youth camp, uh, official visitors that left town yesterday, uh, youth camp that 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 uh, started this morning. We've had uh, two uh, pretty high profile, really three high profile uh, guys here on unofficial visits today. So sorry to keep you waiting. Just had one that literally walked out of my office about thirty seconds ago. But I figured you guys and 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 everyone watching. I know how passionate you are about recruiting, so I figured y'all would certainly understand that if uh, we had to delay a couple minutes for a big-time prospect. Yeah, I think everybody here understands, Coach. And um, obviously, you, you can't talk specifically about the guys, but I know you're coming off a, a week. This was actually your first week as a head coach, having official visitors in. Ten guys, I think, this past weekend. Three during the week, sort of last week. What, uh, what can you tell us? How, how did it go? Were you getting that feedback? from the kids and from the parents that you wanted coming off of those visits? Yeah, it was uh, phenomenal. I probably should be asking you guys for the feedback that you've gotten from uh, talking to them, but it was, uh, it, it was fantastic. Uh, uh, the official visit weekend that we just finished was amazing. Uh, one of the best, if not the best I've ever been a part of. We spent a lot of time uh, crafting it, making sure that we were doing the very best thing for us right now and taking uh, taking elements of different places that I've been that I thought were good from an official visit weekend, things that have been done here before and trying to combine and make the best of everything. And and the feedback was amazing. Just talking to families as they left town, the, the word, you know, uh, genuineness, real, uh, truthful, honest, fun. I mean, it, it was really impactful just hearing from so many people and and being around so many great prospects and their families. It was a really good group of people that we were with from an official visit standpoint. But then really just the last two weeks have been amazing. And I don't know what exactly – I knew we'd have a lot of prospects here, don't get me wrong, but the the level of talent that we've had on campus the last two weeks, whether it be for camps, unofficial visits, whatever it may be, it's been, uh, it's been remarkable. And uh, all of them sit there and say, can't wait to – can't wait to be back and just had a young man and his family leave my office. It's a, uh, a heck of a prospect in the class of 2023 that, you know, we'll see in the fall and I uh, couldn't wait to get down here and see what the environment environment in Williams Bryce stadium is like up close and personal. And, and uh, we've got, I think it's 11 or 12 days left here before it goes dead again. And we're going to do our best to maximize every single day uh, until then as well to get guys here. Coach, you, you sort of talked about it already there, but what has that looked like logistically being able to actually put your entire stamp on? You know, you've done official visits as an assistant coach, but now you're running the camps. You're doing the official visits where you get to sit down, and, and I imagine y'all had discussions about, hey, this is what we want to incorporate. This is what we want to make a big deal out of. I, I see welcome home is right above your head there. That seems to be a phrase that just pops up everywhere with your program right now, but what are the aspects of these official visits that you wanted to make sure, Hey, when, when that kid leaves, when that mom leaves, this is what she remembers about South Carolina. Yeah. Good question. I mean, you guys know there's so many great things here on campus. So many things in Columbia that you can, that you can show uh, when I was finishing up with some of the exit meetings in my office on Sunday, I was telling a lot of some of the parents about all the things they didn't get to see in Columbia uh, that are that are amazing that next time they come back we want to make sure they get to experience also but really just trying to do our best to put our stamp on it by uh, giving the, the prospects and their families that are here for the 48 hours everything that we're about and 
everyone is is every school these people visit these young men visit and their families are gonna have nice facilities i doubt they're gonna see one as nice as this one they're gonna have great fan bases and great stadiums i doubt they're gonna find one as great of great a fan base as we have they're gonna have great uh good academics i'll I'll put our academics up against anyone, but at the end of the day, it's about people. And we wanted to make sure that we maximize every ounce of, of the visit, uh, every second of the visit to make sure they had a chance to spend time with the people that we have here in this program from uh, the 10 coaches to the analysts, the GAs, uh, the, the weight room, nutrition, training room, character development, and on and on and on academic support. Uh, and just see what we're about as people, because at the end of the day, they're going to make their decisions based on the relationships they have with people at those schools. And and uh, certainly I love the group we have right now and, and uh, thought a lot of them already. But after spending time with with uh, so many recruits and their families this weekend, I'm even more uh, convinced about what an amazing staff of people we have here. Appreciate you again for joining us. And as you laid out, tons of recruiting activity, um, you know, new offers, uh, 2022, 23, 24 guys, transfer guys on campus. So one thing I wanted to get a sense uh, from you was what what are your numbers look like and how do you kind of navigate the numbers for this class specifically? Um, you know, you're kind of under the scholarship cap. You, you have some transfers coming in. You maybe leave it open. You have a certain number of high school guys you want to take. I know you got to leave some room for flexibility, and you're not maybe quite sure right now with a hard number, but how many guys do you kind of look at bringing in in this class in general? Yeah, in general, I mean, we're trying to make uh, – trying to have a, a full class, and obviously you're right. It's tricky to uh, project that and say that because you don't know quite what – it's going to happen with your current roster and, and opportunities some of these guys may have for uh, the NFL, uh, how much longer some of these guys with the extra year of the NCAA granted, uh, how many guys will take advantage of that. So there's a lot of balls in the air for sure. But, you know, we're projecting at each position, you know, our target number at each position. And and uh, we're, we're, we're planning on being able to sign a full a full class. And obviously there's a lot of things that have got to happen or will happen between now and then. But uh, we've done a early on when I got here and then up until this point, I feel like we've done a really good job of just projecting and, 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 uh, roster management as far as how we want to handle this, the 85 scholarships and the 25 initials and all that going forward. And we're in a good place right now and I uh, hope to continue to be. Yeah. So when you, when you look at not only this class, but just into the future, obviously the transfer portal has kind of changed things, but now, the one-time transfer exception, you know, leaves it even more open. So, you know, just going forward, um, does that is that going to drastically change? You know, back in the day, maybe even before you were here the first time as an assistant, you know, schools were over-signing. You saw, you know, I think Ole Miss back in the day, they signed like 35 guys in a class. You can't really do that anymore. So, you know, how do you kind of navigate that? Is it is part of that, you know, building such a good culture that maybe guys don't look at it and say, Hey, the grass may be greener going to this other program. Like, is that going to help your strategy with roster management? Yeah. I mean, I can't speak for other college coaches, but wherever I've been as an assistant coach and certainly now as the head coach, I want to create an environment that people want to be a part of that they don't want to leave. And, 
You know, I saw that after I had exit meetings with with every single player on the team after spring practice. And I can't tell you how many guys sat in my office and told me they weren't going home at all in the month of May, or if they did, they were going to go home for two or three days and come right back because they were having so much fun here at Carolina and they didn't want to leave. They wanted to stay and continue to just keep building what we were doing at the end of spring practice. And, and that was awesome to hear. And, and that's who we are. That's what we're about. That's our program. Uh, we're real, we're genuine, we're honest. And, and we're not going into anything saying, okay, we got to treat this guy better than we were before because we don't want to upset him and have him going in the transfer portal. I mean, we're going to coach these guys and, and treat these guys like I always have. Uh, as an assistant coach and, and now will as a head coach. And that's being honest, being real, being genuine, being demanding, hard work, keep being holding them accountable. And it, when the time comes, if if somebody feels like there's a better situation for them at another school, then we'll certainly help them in that process. But no one's told me that. And, and I'm worried about the people in this building, the people in this program is my priority each and every day. Now, obviously, there's a different animal out there with the one-time transfer and the portal and whatnot. We've we've utilized it to our advantage, and we've been hurt by it some since I got here as well. And it's certainly a another tool, but we're always going to start with high school recruiting, and we're always going to start with making sure we're caring about and treating the players in our own building, our own team, uh, the right way. And then, uh, you know, if a situation comes up, like I said, we're somebody feels like there's a better situation for them elsewhere, we'll help them. If there's a situation where we can help make our team better by uh, reaching into the transport portal to, to do that, then we'll certainly explore that like we have uh, this year. Coach, um, I think most of your guys from this past class are pretty much already in. I know you had a big bunch in for spring. Then I know a bunch of guys came in last month. Um, how excited has that been for you to start to – you know, meet your first ever class as a head coach and, and how close are you? I saw TJ Sanders maybe tweeted he was moving in today. How close are you to being at that point where all your guys are in? Yeah, pretty close. Um, got a couple more that you mentioned TJ and we got, you know, uh, a couple other guys here and there that we're, that we're still waiting on. But for the most part, everyone's here. And it was awesome. I mean, it's a strange deal where, where uh, you know, you sign guys and they're part of your team, but the first time you meet them is the day they arrive on campus to move into the dorm. I mean, that's, that's never happened. It's not just here. I mean, we recruited guys when I was at Oklahoma that the first time they were ever in Norman, Oklahoma was the day they moved into the dorm a few weeks ago out there in Oklahoma. And, and uh, it's just a crazy time, but it's certainly awesome to have everybody here. That's one thing. I mean, I was, I was excited about, uh, recruiting opening up on June 1st. That was fantastic, getting prospects and their families here. But I was even more excited about our current team being back in Columbia because that was the same – that same day when everything opened up is when all of our players were back. And, and we had a team meeting, I think, on June 1st at 7.30 a.m. And, and that was so much fun just to have our guys back. And, and I'm loving every second of, of – this month because we've got prospects and their families coming in and out every second of the day, it seems, but we've got our current team back in the facility working hard and training with Luke day. And it's awesome being around those guys as well and, and meeting the new arrivals that, uh, that weren't here during spring practice also. Yeah. And that's something I, I noticed that I, I've kind of pointed out 
on on this program and and on GamecockCentral.com, coach, is the fact that you know you look around social media. There's a lot of um, coaches, staffers at programs, and when June first hit, they were rightfully so talking about recruiting. But I saw you, some of your other staff members, really kind of putting an emphasis on, I guess, loving up, showing love to the current players, which kind of, to me, uh, you know, kind of stood out and was a little bit different. But I want to hit on this. Um, you know, you mentioned 11 or 12 days until uh, the dead period hits again. So flurry of activity continues. But walk us through what your current players are doing and are allowed to do with Coach Luke Day and his staff and and even with you guys from now up until, you know, June, July and up until preseason camp starts. Yeah, so we're back. Uh, good question. We're back into uh, summer workouts. Uh, so our guys are lifting weights uh, four days a week. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, uh, we've got three groups that are take, that are lifting weights in, in the mornings. Uh, we've got a 7 a.m. group. Uh, there's an 8:45 group, and there's a 10:30 group. Uh, so they're doing that four days a week. We've got a day of you know recovery, so to speak, where uh, it's not a heavy emphasis on lifting and things like that. And in there during the week also, and then this week starting uh, tomorrow night. Our, our guys will come back up here in the evenings to do some stuff uh, outside of with the coaches, doing it on their own, uh, throwing uh, seven-on-seven routes and and uh, fundamental-type things and stuff like that. Uh, we're able to meet with them in the, the amount of time that the NCAA gives us to utilize whatever Coach Day and his staff don't use. Uh, we're using for football, whether it be meetings or, you know, fundamental type things on the field. We're not allowed to be out there with them. Uh, we can't be out there and have equipment or a ball with our guys. So it's not like a practice, but we are able to meet with them. And if we want to work on some fundamental type things uh, outside, we can. But you know, I also believe it's June. We're still, I think, seven weeks from when we start practice. So we're not trying to uh, grind them down right now in June. But We've talked about it as a football team. We got to have a sense of urgency about what we're getting done this summer because we can we can uh, get better this summer and get better than a lot of the teams that we're going to be playing this year about what we do in the summertime. And, and every day we've I know it's cliche, but you either get better or worse. You don't say the same. And we got to make sure that each day we're in this building that we're uh, we're getting better and that we got a sense of urgency and we're moving this program forward. But love the way that our guys are working and. And uh, it's fun being around them and watching them. Coach, got a fan question here. And I got to admit, I, I sort of agree. Back back when you were here before and Spurrier was here and day one of practice and people would back their trucks up and they'd have their beer coolers out there and everybody would get excited for practice. They want to know, can are the days of fans getting to go to a practice, is that just something we're going to talk about as being the past? Or is there a chance – Maybe even next spring. Is there a chance the fans one day get to, to attend a practice again? I hope uh, that those days aren't over because the I remember it. I mean, it was awesome sitting over there on the that old practice field across the across the way from where I am right now and seeing the trucks backed up and and uh, it brought energy to the practice field. Not I know the fans enjoyed it. I enjoyed it as a coach. It, it was a lot of fun and a lot of excitement being out there. So. Um, that's something that we certainly want to be able to take advantage of and utilize. We got the greatest fans in the world, uh, in my opinion, and want to do everything in our power to 
give them opportunities to, to see our football team. And, and it's good for our players, too, to be able to perform in front of a crowd and, and things like that as well. So as I sit here on my desk, I've got a lot of things right here to the right of me that I'm working on in regards to uh, preseason practice and the, the future. And, and uh, one of those things is trying to find ways to uh, allow our fans to get a good look and, and access with the team. So something that we're certainly working for, working through, and, and uh, uh, I'm – I'm in favor of if we can make it work. So it's a, it's a work in progress. Good to know. Good to know. All right. So we got a couple more things for you, coach, before we let you get back to more prospects or the variety of things that you have going on. But earlier you, I think half jokingly wanted to hear some reactions from prospects that we had gathered. I know we can't talk about specific guys, but we did have a couple of things that I kind of wanted to read back to you that some specific guys said, I won't mention them by name. Um, and I just wanted you to hear it so you can kind of see if this is what you want to hear about the program as these guys leave. One, one of the things was the facilities were unmatched by anybody I'd seen, but the people were even better. Uh, Coach Beamer and South Carolina staff make you feel like home. He's a culture guy. He really cares about you. Another one said, I got to hang out with some of the players, got a feel for how they feel if it's true or fake, but I got sincerity for them. What's going on there is really what's going on. It's not just a show. So does that kind of hearing things like that, reactions from guys that just left official visits, does that kind of validate what you want your program to be about? One billion percent. Uh, that's awesome to hear, and it is true. And I agree, you know, with all of it. I mean, we we, we, we have an unbelievable university and, and product, so to speak, uh, to sell – uh, but again, like I said a minute ago, it gets down to the people. And, you know, I, I, I see I just watch the interactions of our current players that we're hosting with the with the families. And um, that part was cool. You know, we did a player panel where our players were in a room with the recruits separately and then they were in a room with the parents separately. And some of the comments, the parents made to me about our players and some of the things they were asked and some of the things they were, they were a said, it's not like we, we don't like give them the questions beforehand and Hey, here's how you need to answer when they ask. I mean, it's, it's totally uh, uh, free, free flow and freelanced. And that was good. And, and a lot of times at these recruiting dinners, you um, the players and the, the current players that are hosting, they come, they host the recruit, they eat dinner and then as soon as dinner and desserts over a lot of places I've been, the recruits and the, and the hosts, they can't wait to get out the door. Like they're gone the first opportunity. And, and we had some of that, but then we had a lot of guys that just, we had to like almost kick them out because they wanted to stay and just keep talking with the coaches, our, our staff and, and their families. And it was very, very easy, very real, very natural. It was a great group of young men and families that were here this weekend and, and uh, first-class people, but that starts with the people in our program as well and, and um, the 48 hours that we were able to show what we're about. Coach, and th those are all great comments, but my favorite one was one of your kids said, um, Coach looks like he works out a lot. That was uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was his comment. So yeah. um, are, are you getting in your steps with Coach Day, or what's the workout regimen these days? Yeah, each, I'm in the weight room, or I'm down there each morning at, at 6 a.m. And uh, Chip Morton, our fantastic associate strength coach that, that works with that, um, works with Luke, 
he's kind of early on. I just think he just put together like a kind of a workout program for me and they gave it to me. And now it's kind of evolved to where Luke and Chip just follow me around and they're like my personal trainers for an hour in there each morning. I think what I am, I'm like the guinea pig and they try these things out on me to make sure it's okay. And they're not going to like injure one of our players when they ask them to do it. Cause they take great pride in saying, Hey, what you're doing right now is what our players are going to do this morning. And it's, it's the bike, it's running, it's, it's some weights and things like that. But they're, uh, I have a good time. And in all seriousness, that's a, that's a great hour that I have with Luke and Chip each morning because I, I rely on them a lot and bounce a lot off of them. So a lot of the decisions that we make in regards to the things that are happening in this program are made as I'm about to pass out, laying in a puddle of sweat about 6.40 a.m. Uh, four days a week in the weight room as well. But I, I did see that. I did see that comment and I made sure to uh, screenshot that and send that to some of my buddies and and some of the people back at uh, even Oklahoma as well. <laughs> so speaking of, of of being in shape and also going back to camp, Wes and I have been out at what five five camps now down, uh, a few more to go in terms of prospect camps. But today was another big day for camp youth camp this morning, and according to sources. There was a big-time prospect out there today. I don't know what class he's in. You can tell us. A guy named Hunter Beamer. <laughs> Give us your scouting report, his position. Well, there's a lot we need to learn about him so we can go ahead and, and start writing about him. Yeah, he's got a chance. He, uh, he was a uh, flag football team quarterback out in Norman, Oklahoma. A uh, little undersized right now. I sent Coach Steph. I saw some videos of him running routes and catching and then making somebody miss uh, recently. So I sent Coach Steph a video of that. I think he may be a future slot receiver. But we got to work on his his mindset and his competitive spirit because the, the camp started off great at 8 a.m. But then about 10.30 a.m. is when the Chick-fil-A lunches came into the indoor so once the Chick-fil-A came in, I think we lost the, the, the mental focus, not just of him, but pretty much every camper. Because at that point, all I got asked was, when is lunch? When can we have Chick-fil-A? And my son included. So we got to work on his focus uh, for the full four hours. But he's a good athlete and has a lot of fun and, and takes pride in it. But we had a lot of great, a lot of awesome uh, sons of coaches that were out there today. I know Coach White's son, Coach Peterson's, Nick Coleman's. Um, I know Coach Step had some uh, relatives that were here as well that, that I saw out there. Luke Day, his son was out running around. So we had a good group, not to mention all the other campers that was out there. So that, that was a lot of fun and takes you back to uh, – takes you back to your roots as well and thankful for their attendance today, but appreciate you asking. I'll, I'll keep you on to keep, uh, keep him on your radar. Please do. Coach, <laughs> yeah. Coach, I know you got stuff to do, man, but we really, really appreciate the time. That's great stuff. Uh, we've absolutely enjoyed it. Um, we'll let you get back to work, but uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can do this again one day and we appreciate the time coach. Yeah. I'd love to really appreciate you guys having me on and thanks for all you guys do as well. Keep it up. All right. Thanks coach. Have a good all one. Right. That's top Carolina football coach. Shane Beamer joining us here on GC Live. We'll let him get back to talking to some some five-star prospects maybe, hanging out with some guys. And uh, apparently was just – I was sitting there like the recruiting nerd in me, Chris, was oh. like, all right, what prospect 
was he just sitting with? Because I he said 2023, which I was thinking I was thinking it was Jaden Davis at first, but he's 2024. Yeah. So I don't know. But anyway, dude, great stuff. The um and and sorry, I y'all y'all had a lot of good questions that and we I'm sorry we skipped pretty much all of them, but we knew (laughs) yeah. Coach had about a 15 minute window that he had given us that he was sort of getting us in there, but in between other things that he obviously has to and needs to do. So we were thankful for the time and he gives such thorough answers that I don't think we could have gotten to a bunch of your, your really good questions on there, but appreciate everybody who joined us for that. That, that was really good. That's by far the, uh, probably the best interview we've had here on the show and, and good stuff, man, Chris, just a, it's what we knew, but genuine, genuine dude. Yeah, for sure. And I'm looking at the numbers, people, what I have learned from this show above all else, above all else, Gamecock football motto is that people enjoy listening to Shane Beamer much more than us, which is okay. I totally understand that, but yeah, really good stuff. And I think, You know, there's some individual things that we can take away. But, you know, the thing that always strikes you about Shane Beamer and hearing him is he's one of those guys that, Wes, you say this phrase all the time, like he gets it. He understands the the fan engagement aspect, the media aspect, and he does give really thorough answers. I I know when you and I were talking about different things, we knew we had that 15 or 20 minute window. What are the things we really want to get to with Coach to get some insight on, to get his take on? And we knew that. We, we wouldn't be sitting here racking our brain and, and lacking for questions, right? Because we knew that if anything, we weren't going to get to a few things that the listeners wanted to hear or even that we wanted to hear about because he was going to give really insightful, you know, and impactful answers. And he did that. Biggest takeaway, honestly, there was a lot. The return of fan attendance, it seems all but sealed to me. I don't know how. I don't know when. Seems like it's in the works, and that's pretty exciting. It is, and I've, I've had this idea before, and I've it, it's not some – I didn't come up with it, but I think it's a great <laughs> idea. Practice one, man, I'm telling you. And, may, you know, I can see coaches in the fall, maybe they're a little more hesitant to want to put it, put anything on film. You know, they – because what are, what are people going to be doing? This. They're going to be – taking pictures, they're going to be getting videos. And you can try to say, well, no pictures, no videos. Almost impossible to actually make that happen, right? So I get it. But certainly next spring in a uh, in a post-COVID world, you know, this past spring, I think there was a little more. It was just because of COVID, in my opinion. Let's get all these great Columbia food trucks out there. Maybe even get some tents and some drinks out there. And to me, the fir- the very first day of practice should just be like a fan program celebration because I I think, you know, pe- people actually do sometimes ask our opinions, Chris. And one thing that seems like we get asked a lot is what, what was missing? What, why was South Carolina in the position they were in? And that's probably a long answer, but a disconnect between the fans and the program had sort of just splintered, I believe, that, that connection between those two things. And this is still college, this is college athletics. Even though it is a business, 
These are college kids. And that connection, I feel like, used to be there. And I don't feel like the last few years, and I'm certainly I'm not talking about the current situation. I'm talking about w- when things went wrong. There, there's been a disconnect there. And I, I think part of getting this program back to where everybody on this little chat right now wants it to be and anybody listening wants it to be would be that connection to come back. And so whatever they can do within, you know, that still makes sense, that's not giving their opponent, uh, you know, their their secrets for game one or anything like that, yeah. I think you got to take a cold, hard look at. And it sounds like they are, though, Chris. It does. And, you know, he kind of pointed to the, the stack of papers or whatever it was. To Wouldn't you love to see that stack of papers, though? Yeah. It would probably stress me out. But, yes, I, I do want to know what's on it a lot. I mean, a lot of head coaches have said this. I think Shane Beamer said it. I mean, as a head coach, there's a lot of things that come across your desk, and most of them don't have anything to do with football. You know, it's nothing to do with X's and O's. It's managing people, managing aspects of a program, business things, media things, fan engagement. I mean, all those different types of things. But um, that's something that Shane Beamer spends a lot of time on, obviously. And I think with where the program is, that's that's a good thing to do. And you, know, you kind of mentioned that disconnect. It's a great point. And I think that when you look at like building trust in a program, building trust and keeping like a longstanding trust, I think you need you need results, number one, and you need engagement. I think you need those two things. You can kind of build trust. And so right now, again, we go back to haven't had a chance to lose a game yet. There hasn't been a ton of adversity so far. You know, they're, they're just now getting into kind of the meat of recruiting. So there haven't even been a lot of chances for, say, them to lose on recruits and things like that. I mean, there's been some of those, right, but not for a prolonged period of time. So right now, people generally look at the results and they like it, you know, because it's it's kind of these things that aren't on the field. And the engagement is super high. And I would anticipate that'll stay. And so there's been this kind of renewed trust, this renewed kind of connection. And I think, you know, one one thing that's easy to see about Shane Beamer is whether it's, um, you know, ingraining himself in the community, being more active on social media, um, you know, thinking more about fan engagement and things like that. Uh, that's something that he's going to prioritize and he's going to bake that into kind of his vision of the program. Yeah. My, my other takeaways, Chris, were one, he admitted he reads Gamecock central because he saw the quote about the, uh, the kid who liked his, his workout routine basically. And I'm, I'm would, I would love somebody needs to, I know Josh Kendall did one of those with Steve Spurrier a decade ago. I want, somebody's got to, you know, go ahead and embed and do the, the Beamer workout. I don't know if you're the guy for that, Chris, but somebody, so. somebody's got to do it. <laughs> somebody's got to take that bullet. I, I think yeah. it should be you. You're uh, you're much more of like the workout class guy. My, my gym, my like playing ball has stayed, but the actual gym, it has fallen off precipitously since COVID. I just like haven't gotten back into the, the whole gym thing as much. So you'd be in better position to do that. And by the way, shout out USC Light showing us a little love here with the tip. Uh, appreciate you, man. If, if you USC Light, if you have a question, throw it our way. We'll definitely get you since you hooked us up there. And we've we've got man a lot of people. We still have got we've got to try to make the Under Armour Gamecock Central stuff available. We've talked about it, and it always gets brushed to the back of the line. And I see CJ Curry uh, posting. I think he was wanting some some GC merch as well yeah man um, who was who was asking somebody was just asking about it um 
All right. We're we're gonna make that happen. What are you laughing at, Chris? We're gonna make that happen at some point. S- somebody somebody was saying that you could share your water with, with Shane Beamer <laughs> Coach, I don't, was, I don't have the big boy today. Coach I don't was have drinking my, water. Yeah, Wes doesn't have any to spare today. The big water. I don't have my big boy. This is just I a feel, tiny. And this, as I pulled it up, I was like, some people are gonna say that's orange. Is it's not? It's it's red. red. You um, know, we, we've almost shamed you into because. Because didn't Colin mention it one time? Uh, maybe even when we were hanging out in person or something, you didn't have your huge water. Have we shamed you into not carrying it around? Oh, no, I don't care. I, no, no shame. Okay. I was there's, yeah. there's literally no shame. Um, Randy says he wants some merch as well. Okay, we'll make it happen, Randy. I'm, I've decided it, it's happening. It's happening. Kev Roche, we're getting you to design some stuff too. I don't know if you're on here, but I'm going to be upset if you're not. Let's talk a little bit. I mean, I, they're they're still hanging in here with us, Chris. There's still some numbers up there, so yeah. they didn't just leave the second that coach left, which is cool. So, let's talk a little bit about the weekend that we didn't hit. You talked to, and by the way, Chris, I have I've confirmed 100. percent It's Jalen Glover, not Jalen. So yeah. that we got that one down. We're always wondering what our um, when we because we type, you know, we write about things. A lot of times we talk to kids over text or DM. Sometimes you don't know exactly how to say the name. So Jalen Glover, big-time prospect that was at South Carolina over the weekend. His teammate commits to South Carolina. Chris, you spoke to him not too long ago, like a couple hours ago. What was the feedback there from him? I know he's always been high on South Carolina. He's always been high on Florida State as well. I think he took an unofficial maybe to Florida recently. So it's been an interesting recruitment there that South Carolina's been in on ever since Des Kitchens was here. Montario Hardesty, though, we all know that's a, a guy with a great um, personality, has been pushing hard there as well. So, what are your, uh, what was your feedback there, man? Yeah, I mean, so Glover, like you said, he's spoken really highly of Hardesty once that recruitment was sort of handed off, and um, a few interesting things there. I mean, number one. Glover talked about his teammate, Javante McClendon, who you mentioned earlier, Wes, committing to South Carolina, kind of how cool that was. Um, he's taking Glover as uh, just a pretty measured approach to recruiting. Um, he, he had great things to say about the visits. Quandre White hosted him. He really liked his time talking with Hardesty with Beamer. But he's going to take his full slate of visits. Um, he's he's going to go check out Georgia Tech, Florida State, those are definitely a couple programs that have been heavily in the mix for him and actually Utah to close out the month of June and then going to kind of take the month of July to figure things out, uh, probably going to commit for a senior season. So this is a guy certainly, you know, Ramon Brown visited uh, last Monday through Wednesday, and, and that was a guy to watch. Glover's another one to watch. I think South Carolina's squarely in the mix there. I get the sense, Wes, that it's kind of FSU, Georgia Tech, South Carolina. Those are kind of the main ones in the mix. But South Carolina seemed to to really, you know, do do pretty well on that visit with them this weekend. Shout out to everybody who left the tip. Uh, appreciate you guys coming through for us. Ryan with the tip and Rob on YouTube. So uh, good stuff from y'all. Y'all don't have to do that, but we certainly – will accept it if you do. Kev Roche is on here, our guy. He, uh, he when when you say Kev's name, he just pops up. So that's nice. Uh, but but yeah. So, dude, there there were some guys on campus. I, I had um a couple of my buddies 
texted me and, you know, were asking about June and, and how's it going. And they, they said, you know, tell it to me straight. Are, are these guys that South Carolina has on campus, um, are they like the, the difference-making type? Are they the, the, the type of guys that can change a program? And, um, you know, I said, look, ultimately it's going to be about how many of these guys they can, they can land, that they can get. You know, time will tell. But they're getting the right people on campus, I think. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. When you start, you know, even, you know, we talked about Coach Beamer being sincere. When he was talking about the kids that have been through during the camps and he, you know, he was kind of like, you know, I didn't even know exactly what to expect as far as the number of guys to come through on camp or at camp, I should say. I feel like that you're, you're recruiting the right people. You're getting them onto your campus. Now you're going to have to beat some programs that frankly are more established than South Carolina is right now. But the first step to all that is to, to get these, get these kids on your campus. And, you know, the official visitors have been great as far as being guys that, that are highly recruited, but you look at some of the unofficials, some of the guys that have just rolled through and either participated in camp or rolled through during camp. And it's sort of just been like a little unofficial, but you, you give them the tour, you give them, you know, a a good look at the program. Um, The the talent has been there. The talent has been what you're looking for, I think. Yeah, it it has been, there there hasn't been a, a shortage of talent or situation where you go, man, like, they're not really attracting many big time guys. They are. I mean, you look at the official visitor list so far with the what 13 guys they've had in very talented. Uh, one of the country's top transfer DBs is drawing some big looks and Karan Prunny out of Kansas drew him over the weekend for a visit unofficials. You know, you look at a guy like Jay Sean Barham, you look at, um, you know, a 2023 top 100 tight end and Ty Lockwood out of Tennessee, who's already been on campus. You look at what they're set to host, in the way of official visitors later this month, but guys like Oscar Delp and a bunch of other talented defensive backs, you know, they've really done well in terms of attracting that talent. Now that's only one step of it for sure, but you have to take that step, especially after a long, long layoff and and not getting guys on campus, especially with the new staff and a program that's in the position that South Carolina is in terms of the perceived on-field product or not even the perception, but what has transpired the past couple of seasons that's something that they, they've got a battle past West. So um, really, really good start in terms of camp and unofficials and officials. And from here it's about, you know, trying to build some momentum and they've done a good job in laying a foundation to, to be in a position to where they're going to have a chance at some of these guys. And that's what you can ask for at this point. I see our, our boy, Jamie Shaw commenting on here. Um, we have not had Colin Taylor on lately to talk about basketball recruiting. They, you know, those guys have had a, their own camps going on. Maybe we should get Jamie Shaw on at some point to, to talk some basketball. That's a good idea. Yeah. So Jamie, I, I see you on here, man. Let's, let's make that happen. We'll get you on here soon to, to talk some basketball. Jamie does as good a job of staying locked in to, uh, to, to high school basketball and recruiting and all that stuff is as good a job as anybody I know. So maybe we can get Jamie on here if you're down, man. And, uh, Let's see, who who else, Chris, do we need to hit on before we get out of here? We only got four minutes left of the show. Um, let, let's real quick, I want to hit on one more official visitor and then All right. one of those unofficial visitors that Coach Beamer um, had to have been talking about because we know he was on campus today, Jaden Davis. So, But first, class of 2022, Alabama kid, Antonio Kite, four-star defensive back, and – 
Chris, this is this is another one that that matches what we're talking about. Big time player. The the feedback I've gotten has been, you know, frankly, uh, if, if Alabama makes a push here, they're, they're Alabama. He's an in-state kid. They probably get him. But if Al- if Alabama continues to sort of slow play, Alabama doesn't push the way South Carolina does, then South Carolina may may be in, in really good shape here. They did a great job of getting him on campus. This was a visit that popped up a little bit last minute. But you talked to him after the trip. Outstanding feedback there. Um, talk about jumping from being someone we really hadn't even been tracking on this end to being someone that um, – Maybe ends up in this class and, and looks like a difference maker. Great basketball player as well. That's something I always look at in um, evaluation as well. If a kid is a great basketball player, then a lot of that translates over to football as well. Yeah, really good athleticism, uh, really good size and, and skill set on, on, on Antonio Kite. And so a couple interesting things there just before the visit. You know, South Carolina's previous staff had kind of gotten in on this kid, very, you know, late in that tenure. And then, so there's always a question of, you know, what will the new staff think, et cetera. And so new staff also liked him because he's a really good player. He's a four-star guy, according to Rivals.com. Joe Bowen, who's a defensive assistant on the staff, Wes, formerly at Florida State. And so he was familiar with Kite. And so there were some some ties there to what that gave some familiarity and gave South Carolina staff the opportunity to get him on campus. And you're right, the feedback was great. Uh, Antonio Kite, not not a huge talker in terms of giving away stuff, but did say at the conclusion of our talk, my talk with him, that you know he was really feeling South Carolina right now. They're kind of you know in that top two range with Alabama, and said he was really feeling South Carolina. So don't really know. You know, he said he doesn't have any firm plans for any other visits, but certainly a guy that they're going to have a, a really good shot with. It appears going forward. And then the other guy, Jaden Davis, class of twenty twenty four quarterback. This is probably the um, – this is one of the in-state kids that I would say jumped on the radar um, just nationally as as early as as anybody in this state. You know, early offer from Alabama, early offer from Georgia. Um, Oregon has offered him. South Carolina and the new staff they took over, they offered in the spring. So, Chris, I, I sort of, uh, I guess, framed is the best way to say it. I framed this visit as being, okay, yes, this is a 2024 kid. But I think this trip, frankly, needed to go really, really well. And we'll work to get some feedback on this for South Carolina to sort of be at the table, as you like to talk about, and be in the mix. Because when a kid gets recruited this early at the quarterback position, generally it's it's not going to go all the way to signing day 2024. That almost never happens with quarterbacks these days. He's an in-state kid. In my opinion, he has had his eyes on – sort of your Alabamas of the world, your Georgias of the world. If you're South Carolina, if you're going to be in the mix here, you needed the, the early visits to go well. And um, he's already – he's tweeted about the trip. Uh, he gave the, you know, the general – you know, it went well, pictures with his family, stuff like that. We'll try to get um, – we'll try to get a reaction. But uh, I, I think this – as early as it is, this was an important visit for South Carolina. Yeah, and, and Jaden's a guy that, you know, his, his recruitment got started so early. I think we saw him at camp, so no camps last year, two years ago. You know, we saw him at camp in South Carolina, I think, when he was going into his ninth grade year. And he had an offer from Georgia. He was still playing. He's about to go play high school ball in North Carolina at that time. He's from Charlotte originally. 
And so his recruitment got started very early. And then we saw, you know, freshman year, he had Alabama, Oregon, South Carolina. And so, yeah, it got started early and it got started pretty fast in terms of group of five, you know, offer or power five offers. This wasn't a guy that, you know, started picking up some group of five offers or smaller schools and you're not really sure where it's going to go. It was immediately, you know, some of the big boys coming after him. And so uh, this will be an interesting one in terms of seeing what kind of foundation South Carolina is going to be on uh, going forward. All right, man. I, I, I guess, I mean, we're over right now. I guess we continue this on Wednesday. What do you think? There'll be, there'll be more guys to talk about. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. There, there's going to be more guys, uh, you know, that, that we have reactions from you know, between now and then, and much less guys that we haven't even discussed on the show, but obviously the star of the show, Shane Beamer. And so we appreciate his time. Really good stuff. If you missed it, I saw this in the comments, Wes, so I was going to address it real quick. If you missed the beginning of the show, youtube.com slash Gamecock Central, just scroll back. You can watch the show from the very beginning. Yes, and also um, I'm trying to get this banner going, Chris. Do you want to tell everybody about our special deal we got going right now? Yeah, let me tell everybody about the special deal, assuming I can remember the promo code, and I think I can. If you want premium access to GamecockCentral.com, what that means is all of our content, all these recruiting stories we're talking about, the Insiders Forum, uh, which is where Wes and I – Colin, we're all on there all the time answering your questions, dropping news and notes, Camp Insider, all these different types of things. Visits 2021 is the promo code. Go to GamecockCentral.com. You can do that. If you're if you're ready to sign up now and you want to even save some time, join.GamecockCentral.com. We'll get you right to the subscription page. Visits 2021 gets you free access until August 10th, I believe. So you won't be charged even if you do get charged, very low charge, but free uh, access until August 10th. Take you right up close to the season. Visits 2021 is the promo code. All right, y'all. Good stuff. Uh, for everybody that joined us, we appreciate it. As always, we'll be back on Wednesday. We'll probably hit some of um, – we'll hit on some of the guys we didn't get to hit on today. We'll look for some feedback on Jaden Davis, and uh, then we'll – there's, there's going to be – Going into next weekend, seven on seven camp, O line D line camp. I think Chris, I was looking. There's like two days of that this weekend, then two days of that next weekend, which means other top guys are going to be out there on campus. We'll have feedback from all of them. So uh, come check us out. You can you can read Gamecock Central for free. Uh, we we try to give away as much as we can here on the show, but if you really want that in depth stuff where you can actually read into the guys, that is the way to do it. And, uh, and we appreciate the support. It's $10 a month. Um, come on out. I promise you, once you get hooked on there, uh, I think you're really going to like it. So um, thanks again to, to Coach Shane Beamer. Thanks to uh, Steve Fink for helping us set that up. He is the Sports Information Director for, for South Carolina football and uh, has really has been a busy man, I'm sure, because Coach Beamer, you've noticed, that has done a, a ton of interviews, and we appreciate him uh, hopping on our show in what is, again, probably the busiest time in South Carolina football recruiting history. So if you missed the interview, if you're just joining in, like Chris said, just go to youtube.com slash Gamecock Central. You can see it all from the beginning. And um, actually, if you want to listen to it in podcast form, I will have that posted um, probably within five or ten minutes after us going off the air. So thanks again to everybody. We'll be back Wednesday, 2 p.m. So if you're a newbie, if this is your first time joining us, come back on. The show is always free. 
It is always at youtube.com slash Gamecock Central. And it is always brought to you by our good friend, Clint Hammond of the Mortgage Network, clinthammond.com. We'll see you Wednesday.